What is going on, Clo-Americans? Welcome to Chloe Across America. It is Thursday. That means we are here. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And tonight's show is not our standard Thursday night show because we got some devastating news when we heard about the injustice served to Breonna Taylor and her family by the Louisville Police Department and their attorney general. Uh, uh, I can't even, I'm like a little lost words. That motherfucker, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I didn't want to come on here and try to like act like the world isn't crazy because the world is crazy. And I didn't want to not do a show. So tonight I asked my dear friend, Mary Pryor, who you may uh, remember from all amazing Afterglow shows that we do. She and I had started a conversation earlier today on IG on her IG live. And we decided to continue the conversation. So we are talking about where are we? Where are we right now as a country, as people, as people of color and things that we can do to maintain our sanity and also continue the fight. Uh, Last Friday, we lost the amazing Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who had done so much to advance uh, equality in this country Sidebar, yes, she also did some fuck shit when it came to indigenous people. So if we talk about a person's legacy, let's include the good and the bad. And for me, when I got the news about her passing on, ironically, Rosh Hashanah, it really hit me. And I'm not the type of person to get news about like a celebrity and be like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. Or like, I'm not going to post a picture of someone. I'm not that type of person. But her death really hit me because even though she was 87 and we shouldn't be relying on an 87 year old woman to save this democracy. She was an obstacle in the path of he who should not be named just going for a power grab. And that's why he is forcing a vote for a replacement justice before the election, because he knows that that person will be in his favor in his favor in the event that this election has to go to the Supreme court. Right. So remember when uh, George W was running and they couldn't count the votes because of Florida and then they had to go to court. So we know that that's what he's attempting to do. And so I want us to try to get all of this out of our system, talk about the process, talk about the frustration, talk about what we can do to make things better. And so that is why tonight is a special presentation of Chloe across America um, and I apologize to those who are looking forward to a fun night of shenanigans. You know, Tim is going to uh, have something at the end of the show. So if you want to stick around for that, we will end on a funny high note. But we just want to, like, uh, be prepared and be charged and know how to, you know, finagle this situation. So without further ado, I would like to bring to the show my dear friend, Miss Mary Pryor. How are you? Hello. Hello, my friend. How are you? You know, maintaining. I'm here. I, I would like the audience to know a couple of things about my great, amazing friend, Chloe. Chloe is the most emotional Capricorn I think I've ever met in my life. Chloe, yesterday, and Chloe, even on um, when Ruth um, transitioned, was just so down in the dumps. And I'm, I'm the one... I'm the Pisces. I'm the emotional one of all the signs, right? But one one thing that Chloe will vouch for and could 
confirm is that for the past four years, I've been saying this is going to be what it is consistently for a while. Um, so, you know, I, my reaction to everything is, I don't know why you're surprised, unfortunately. I guess that's a sign of where I'm at as a human being, but, um, you know, we should not utilize these moments to feel like our lives don't have value and that we still don't have a place in this existence that will continue on with or without someone being in charge or with or without someone kind of like leading the fray and as far as like what's happening in this country. So mm -hmm. regardless of what happens, we're still here. So we have to make the best of what we have and continue to live lives that are filled and filling like all of those who have um, transitioned and gone before us. Absolutely. And I think that is the thing that keeps me pushing, keeps me focused because you know that for Black people in this country, the things that our ancestors have had to endure and they made it through uh, or they didn't, but even in their fight and even in their death, they reach levels that allow us to be in the position that we are. And I don't take that for granted. And I think yeah. that's the thing that helps me like refocus my energy because it can be, oh, everything is fucked up. The world is burning. What are we going to do? And it's like our people before us, our grandparents, they went through way worse. Yeah. I mean, to be enough, to be honest with you, I think we're punks. I think, I think our generation is kind of like whack. And the generation below ours, actually the generation, the millennials are kind of like here to be a bit more, um, a bit more vocal about it because the careers and the opportunities and the recession is hitting them the hardest out of anybody. I mean, it's hitting us, but you know, I remember graduating in 2000 um, in high school, there was a recession. I remember when I, in 2007, 2008, there was a recession. Um, then you have 2020, like technically I've lived through three mm -hmm. economic downturns, right? So, you know, like, and so have you. So when, when you really think about, you know, the the wealth gap, which I don't believe in the black wealth gap, that's, that's some BS, just like we go around talking about, um, a uh, certain terminology that is anti us all the time that comes from like Reaganomics. But, you know, like the, the idea of what we're dealing with shouldn't be surprising to anybody. And I, I think that what we haven't taken accountability for and done is be prepared. And we just think that, you know, it's going to be this one thing that saves us impeachment. No, it wasn't. This one thing is going to stop us. This, you know, he's getting sued by his, by the, the attorney near general. That's not going to do anything. So, you know, like Trump being seen as so many things for so many people doesn't eliminate the fact that we have attorney generals that we voted in office or have the ability to vote in office, district judges that have been appointed by Supreme Court leaders, namely Clarence Thomas, that are very far right-leaning um, and municipal court judges and DOJ justices that are going to side with the current administration based on the framework of how it's been set up. And when you think about Obama's reign, 
and the fact that a lot of things that he wanted to pass didn't really pass because of Republican-led Senate. This is a deeper systemic issue than just get Trump out of office. Now, yes, get him out of office, but I want to be honest and say a, a couple of unpopular takes. I'll wait for that later on in this program. You know, okay. I, I got like eight takes that are going to piss some people off, but I'm just, it's going to be honest and people just have to. Yeah, deal. that's the thing. Oh, we need am to. I, am I allowed to use um, curse words on your show? Yeah, I curse all the time. My mother hates it. Hey, mom. But yeah, you can curse on the show. Bro. Well, I don't want your mother judging me because I'm your friend. So I'm not going to curse. I'm going to look like the good person that's been trying to tell you to stop cursing. So, mom, I've been telling your daughter to watch your mouth since I met her. She a whole liar. Mama, she a whole liar. Okay, so. It's Thursday. The Lord's Day is every day, mom. Okay, so we are going to, we, we came up with some points um, you, this is not uh, end all be all, but this is just the things that we talk every day as friends and and ways in which we can cope and manage and keep our sanity. All right. So number one on this uh, state of the union address here on Chloe Across America, when we're asking where are we as a people and as a country and as individuals, number one, especially if you are a person of color, know when to take a time out. Oh, yeah. We should have been did that. You know, I think it I think it's when this is a true story. And if Tina Ferris was online, she would vouch for it. Um, when Trump got elected, which I knew he was gonna get elected, like to the point where Me I went late um after going to like an, a hosting party that people had when I was at Summit Summit at Sea, and people were like looking at the screen, and I was like, I'm gonna go back to my hotel and smoke and I'll see y'all later. Woke up in the morning, my group chat with my friends from college is like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I was like, I told y'all, and I went right back to sleep. So, you know, right then I called Spectrum and I was like, you can remove cable from my television. I will not be continuing services. And they were like, well, you need to pay for this month bill. I was like, no, I don't. It's prorated because I cut my service off. So I'm paying for the days that we were together. And now we're not. Get rid of it. And then literally came back from my cruise. I went on a cruise. I was so sure everything was what it was. And then the cruise was folks. Some folks was, everybody was sad on the cruise. I was like, I don't know why you're shocked. Like, I'm from the Midwest. I know white people. Oh, you, yeah. Listen, I said the same thing. But yeah. we talked about this because at the time I was still touring middle America extensively. And I would be like, yo, I, all I see is Trump signs. Like I would go back to my hotel with like a pit in my stomach because the reality was they were going to vote for Trump. And I tried to convey that message back, back here to people in New York and in the West coast and LA. And they were like, no, there's no, there's no way. No, like I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Michigan. I've toured the South. I've toured the Midwest. I knew from jump he was going to win. I had a dream from my grandmother in August of 20, what, 15, where like I had a dream and she came into the dream after like not coming to any of my dreams for like so long. She came in my dream and was like, he's going to win. And then I was like, okay, let's pretend that we like Hillary. Yes, I said pretend. Let's pretend that I enjoy this white woman. Let me wear these nasty woman buttons. Let me go out there and give a and give a hoop, right? Let's see what happens. And I knew deep down, and I called it, he was gonna win. So, like, I everything that's happening 
still to me hasn't been uncomfortable enough. And so it's going to have to get worse universally and energetically in order for us to activate because right now we're not activating. And if you think black lives matter murals on the street and t-shirts are activation, I'm going to tell you that that's not a very, very but relevant thing. So before we get to that, because that's our next, uh, our next point of this conversation, when we say take a time out, especially if you're a person of color. And I, I want to applaud all of, all of our white allies who are tuning in across all of our platforms right now. We love you and adore you. Keep doing the good, good work. But when you're a person of color, you're constantly being asked questions about how do you feel? How does that make you feel? What do you think about this? And it's like, one, do you really care about our insight? Because we've been saying the same thing for generations and you made it seem like we were making a shit up. And number two, it is not our responsibility. You're watching the news like everybody else and Google is free. So if you have any questions about Black Lives Matter, if you have any questions about initiatives that are taking place around this country, you can Google it. Don't always go to your black friend or your, your person of color friend to, to get insight and clarity because you just want us to make you feel at ease. You want to you want to know from us how bad it is. Also, you don't have to answer any of those questions, which is what I do. When people want to ask me things because I'm the universal black person and I have a friendly smile, which is what gets me caught up in a lot of people asking me crazy white people questions. Um, I just don't answer the questions. I got rid of TV. You know, like I, I know there are there are ways, y'all. And I know y'all know what I'm talking about to watch your shows legally and illegally on the Internet. I'm very aware of all the UFC pay-per-views. I'm up to date with all the boxing matches. You know what it is. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. People on the internet, okay? Let's be intelligent here. I know how you're watching your free movies, okay? I've seen Tenet 10 times. Seen it in a theater once. You do the math on how else I saw it. The point is that you don't have to utilize network television. And for people that like, take time to watch CNN, watch MSNBC, watch the State of the Unions. Like, I feel like I'm about to have an aneurysm whenever I just see his photo and his really bad comb over. So I don't know how you're taking energy out of your day to watch this man lie on TV actively with your eyes. Like, that's really detrimentally damaging to me. Like, I know you do it for work because you you a boss bitch. You're writing about politics. you got a funny voice. You're, you're the queen of wit. You're the bard of our comedic time. I can't. You are. But I, I, I am on the side of you do not have to watch TV and look at this man. I don't. And, and to volunteer yourself to do so doesn't mean that you're going to miss the news. Twitter, podcasts. I'm I'm very aware and up on what's going on in the world. Yeah. I don't have to look at his face on a television, and I haven't for unless I've been in beauty salon by accident, which I asked him to change it. Like I've literally maybe seen Trump on TV under ten times since I gave up television. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could say it's, it's been as less as that. Oh, television, not really, because I don't have cable either. Cut yourself free from cable, please, people. It's just a waste of Like, free yourself. Snip, snip. You got to. Free yourself from cable TV. Do you really need to watch 85 back-to-back -back episodes of Chopped? No, you don't. 
Because yeah. a lot of times when you're watching stuff on, on television, it's watching you. You didn't seek it out. Like, you you didn't really intend to see that thing, but it caught your attention. The next thing you know, you just sucked into some, like you said, reruns or whatever. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, right now, the government is totally watching us through our cameras. Hi, government agent. I know you be watching me and, like, talk about what I be doing with your government agent people. But, you know, like, I just think that putting yourself in the you know, watching the news outbreak of whatever, insert, say her name, say his name, person that doesn't get justice, like all of that, like is a lot. And the psychological damage and the mm -hmm. psychological trauma of what TV does as an affect is real. And you're speaking to someone that worked in TV, works in media, avidly participates in the ideas of like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. But I'm not sure that we really talk about how these things make us feel, even being on the Internet, like looking at these digital lynchings and digital murders. That makes me feel horrible. Yeah. So I'm not reposting that. I'm not resharing it. I, if people reshare it or repost it, I snooze them for 30 days or a day. Like you can palate cleanse yourself as much as you need to, to operate in this world. And I think that we need to plan and make that an actual thing that we do because this is going to get worse. Yes. So you gotta be able to make a time out. There's no way for this. Unfortunately, we're not uncomfortable enough to get our own time out. So you have to create that space of sanctity and peace for yourself and be intentional about it. Absolutely. Whether it's a bath, whether it is sitting on the couch watching a movie, whether it's talking to your friends, going for a walk. It's like it is a lot to take on. It is yeah. a lot to take on. And we don't even have the freedom of having the physical outlet like we normally would because of COVID. So it's not even like you can go to the gym or run on a treadmill. It's like, well, we, you, can work, the you, gym. you can go on a run. You can jump rope outside you can garden you can bike ride yes um, there are things you I mean it's getting colder you got to layer up but even with that I do think that it, it takes it takes a certain part of your brain to discipline yourself to create peace and that has nothing to do with going outside and going to the gym it really does require the mechanics of you intentionally being able to identify how something makes you feel and realizing that it makes you feel good or bad and then realizing what you need to do as a coping mechanism to turn that thing around. That is the gymnastics that it takes when you have full knowledge of your emotions and how things make you react. It's that reaction point where you have a moment to either decide to go further down the pole of feeling more negative and hurt by something that you see, or you choose that this is enough. I'm going to flip this into something that has a solution for myself and for the betterment of the world. And this is how I'm going to create my peace around that. There's Absolutely. no, you know, there, there's no, I, I just I just want us to be able that we have the power to do so much with the time that we now realize we did not know that we had. Um, you know, we're going to be working remotely collectively as a nation and as a country and as the world for another year. Absolutely. Death. Absolutely. So, we're, so mastering these mental gymnastics is like a requirement so that you don't flip out. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have 100 percent all day, every day. 
I've had about maybe like 10 good nervous breakdowns and I'm okay with that. But 10 is better than every day I'm waking up feeling like I'm living in a nightmare because I don't feel like that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. That's my opinion. Um, let's move on to point number two. Memes are not motivation. You touched on no, this a little bit, but we got to break this all the way down. So this is my point when it comes to memes, memes or murals and all of that stuff. Y'all that gonna is... me just to let you know, go ahead. Chloe, <laughs> let them see your face nicely before they cuss me out after you say what you say. Go ahead. Okay. So this is my POV when it comes to memes and this here civil unrest and uprising that we're going through. It is great for getting attention to a cause. But once everybody knows what the cause is, that's where it stops, right? So it's a billboard, it's an advertisement, cool. But what are we doing after that? If you think about all the cities that found paint and workers to come out during a pandemic, who they probably paid double overtime to, to write Black Lives Matter down the street, that money could have been used for something else. And those are the same people who are turning around and not defunding the police and or letting citizens be evicted from their homes during a pandemic. So if you think that just by sharing a meme about somebody or something that we already know is activism, I have another thing coming for you. It's cute, but it's not helping. And so we are past memes. I don't want to see a picture of Breonna Taylor at the pearly gates with uh, Chaswick Bozeman doing a Wakanda signal. I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see memes. I, I, it's not. It's not benefiting anyone at this point because we are a social media society and we've all seen the meme already. So what are we doing in real life? And now I bring Mary to the screen. Oh boy. So here's, 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 here's my, here are my concerns. I feel like we've turned the photos and obituaries and previous life histories as visuals of insert, say her name, say his name, say their name, say, say, say any name especially and shout out to my transgender, um, transgender, transgender women or women, but shout out to all women and shout out to all men that are victims of police brutality. I feel like we've turned these faces into mascots and that's my concern. I feel like these are mascots that once it's all said and done, once no justice has been served, they sit and serve as visual mascots for memories and reminders of police brutality with no agency or IP of that going to the families of those affected by what's happened. So for every Eric Garner photo, for every Eric Garner tribute, is there a trust being built for the remainder of his children? Because one of his daughters did pass away. Um, is there a trust that's gonna be around for Breonna Taylor's children um, and for her family. Like, where does all of this like 
art that's been created and all of this like creative IP around Brianna and George and Ahmad and Trayvon, where does all this go? And to me, you know, for the sake of respecting and the transition of those who are now as ancestors, it really bothers me that we've created memes and mascots of actual lives that have not been served justice. And what we do after that is go through the mental gymnastics and the trauma of realizing that justice isn't served without realizing that the reason why it hasn't been served is because we have not been impactful for understanding the civic breakdown of how laws are made, how district attorneys work, how justices work, how people that are put in positions of prosecutors work in terms of being able to do their job to make sure that justice is actually seen and sought and people's lives are defended with honor. If the laws don't change, these things will keep happening. And right now, only Colorado has qualified immunity removed, which is something that protects the police state in a lot of different ways. So when I talk about mascots, that's truly what I feel. I feel that we have mascotted police brutality and the return has not pointed to what's needed, which is civic and justice and law changing to make these items actually stick. And we're gonna go through this over and over and over again. And to me, a repetition of history like this is a sign that we're not learning from our mistakes and we're not learning to make things adaptable to what's happening now. So for everyone that talks about a Breonna Taylor in relevance to what MLK did, understand that MLK towards the last six months of his life was fed up with the fact that what he was talking about wasn't being taken seriously nationwide and it wasn't working. MLK was about to go 180 on what he was known for to people that only know slight stuff about his history in his time. And before he before his life ended, he was ready to flip the switch on what really needed to happen, which is talking about equity and economic collectiveness and bringing together poor to create a stronger class. Mm -hmm. America wasn't gonna let that happen. So when I talk about mascotting, when I talk about doing Black Lives Matter murals, which art is, a, art is powerful, but a Black Lives Matter mural on the street without us being able to hold accountable the Senate and assembly people that sit back and don't do more within our states to make sure laws are passed, to hold our cops accountable, to Black Lives Matter being painted with government funds and taxpayer money on the street in the first place, then what have we done? Yeah. What are, what are we doing? Because it can't just be the artwork and we think that that's made the difference. It can't just be the protest and we think that that's the difference. Both has to happen all the time and it can't be in volumes. We can't. Yeah. Another 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 black person has died traumatically. We have to see it visually, and then it goes up. An, another case is known is now injustice. It goes back up. Like these peaks and valleys are not helping us. We have to think about consistency. And I and don't, I don't think it's going to come through mascots, memes, and Black Lives Matter mules by itself. I just don't. Yeah. And also when we, when you talk about like the peaks and the valleys, it's like, whenever there's a peak, it's because someone has lost their life. 
And that should definitely not be what keeps us motivated. And so whenever you share a meme to get people all enraged about something, it's normally because it has been preceded by the loss of someone's life by the hands of the police. And so I'm not with the memes like that. I'm yeah. not, I, and, I, and Loretta Wallace brought this part up, which is also true. Taxpayers pay for the big payouts to the families. Absolutely. Right. So, so, so when everybody was excited last week because it said that Breonna Taylor's family was going to get $12 million, she was, her family was getting $12 million from the citizens, the taxpaying citizens of Louisville, not from the police department, not from the government, but from the taxpayers' money that goes into the local government. And so that's why it is not a victory. Whenever you hear about massive million-dollar payouts, 99.999% of the time, it is not money that is coming from the police department. Who is? Yeah. So we should be mad about that. But Absolutely. So that's why at the same time, when we celebrate these payouts, understand that it still subskirts responsibility. It doesn't hold, it, there's no responsibility being held at all. Yeah. Right? So even with that, be, I mean, there's so many things that I guess people didn't realize until this year, like the fact that the United States Postal Service is not supported by anybody's taxes. It's all based on stamps and us buying boxes. You know, like we're finding out a lot about things that we now realize that we've neglected for a very, very long time. Meanwhile, Republicans have made it a point to try to privatize the U.S. Postal Service for a while and not just during Trump's admin. This is, was happening during all the Bushes and the Reagans. The same thing when we talk about trying to eliminate Roe versus Wade. Whenever a Republican is in office, this comes back up. Whenever there's a, you know, defund Planned Parenthood, this comes back up. This is always part of the agenda, no matter what. And and that is the that brings us to the next point, which is number three, what can you control? We hear a lot of conversation about what needs to happen and who's doing what and who's in charge of what. But the reality is uh, racism notwithstanding and racist politicians notwithstanding, because you really don't know. I mean, now, you know, because people tell you how racist they are. But for a very long time, you didn't know how racist a, a politician was until something slipped up. So you would vote for somebody believing that they had your your interests as the part of their platform. And then you would see how they navigated outside of that. Here's, but now, here, but wanna, now you I want to bring something up that's happening in your comments. And I want to make sure that people understand that this before you say anything else. Y'all, we've researched what we're talking about when we're talking about where money is coming from. Chloe's current role where she's working research and being accurate with information for her to do what she's doing as a writer is part of her job. So when I see people in comments saying, well, that's not what I saw. We're telling you exactly what we've researched and read and have done extensive work on with our own eyes. And this type of like back and forth with no facts is another problem that we'll get to later in this chat. But just keep in mind that we're not just talking out of our necks when we talk about where things are coming from. Absolutely. 
Um, but you know, that is also what it's also about what you can control. And yes, that we are dealing with fake news and memes and all of this misinformation that comes around, but you can control the information that you receive and you can control knowing the correct information. And not only that is like when we tell people to go vote, especially with this election, it's like, your vote matters. And I know a lot of times, especially when it comes to the black vote, people are like, well, what's the point? What's the point of me voting? It's like, well, you need, one, you need to vote for somebody other than just the president. Did you do your midterms? Did you do your council member? Did right. you do your congressperson? Did you do, if you live in a place where you have a sheriff, did you vote for your sheriff? Like these are all of the things that you need to understand because it's bigger than just the president. And also, what we also talked about, Mary mentioned earlier, is that it's really a long game. And the Republican Party has been playing the long game. The Democrat, the Democratic Party is a more empathetic party and they care more about people's feelings and how we feel and making sure that social services are applied to the basic needs of Americans. And whenever they get an inch and Republicans get the control of the Senate or the House, they un undo everything. And so when you talk about the government system, there have been things that have been done to help the advancement of people in this country, especially the underserved. But then you have another party that will wait. They will wait like a, like a snake in the grass until they seize their moment and undo years of progress. And that is why it is important to vote. Not only is it important to vote, it is also important to donate to those highly contested elections. So when you think about Mitch McConnell right now, donate to his opposition. I think that's the other thing people don't realize. These people who have been in office for dumb long, they have elections every couple of years and they keep winning. So it's not like Mitch McConnell was voted into office for 40 years, but he keeps winning the election because one, his opponent doesn't have the money to put in ads and get airspace the way he does. And two, he's backed by people who want to make sure that he is in office for their own personal financial gain. So if you don't have Mitch McConnell in, in office, you don't have Mitch McConnell blocking legislation that the Democrats have been putting up for the past 12 years. I would also like for you to even dive a bit into who we talked about today, which is what can you control? Knowing that you need to research candidates, it doesn't matter what skin color they are. So we talked about that on our live. Um, one of the examples being um, Kim Clackick, Clack, Clack, say it. Oh, Kay I think it's Kalick. Kim Kalick. Yeah. Um, who is currently running for um, U.S. House um, Dash Seven, which is Elijah, the late Elijah Cummings, may he rest well's place in West Baltimore. She's currently running against Quasi and Fume. He used to run the NAACP, I believe, in the late '90s, early 2000s, um, but they're currently going against each other for what was um, late Elijah's seat. Um, and if anyone has any time on their hands and they want to know who this woman is, or if you have a family member in Baltimore that's like, oh, I just love her wigs. Like, she looks so nice. Like, I don't know why y'all talking so bad about that girl. That girl just looks so good. I'm trying to get to screen share on my end. Hold on, go ahead and talk. I'll find it, I'll find it. Yeah. Um, there's a Snopes article that breaks down a lot of what you will have seen potentially 
as her campaign. I'm going to share it privately as an item with uh, my girl, Chloe. So, you know, like the brother who we can't remember his name, but we know he did a bad job. The Kentucky AG, that black man. First of all, he ain't got no lineup. And y'all went around here, trusted a man with no lineup to be about something. That's on y'all. I, I'm from Detroit. If you don't have a lineup off grip, we don't know what you're talking about. So I don't know why y'all thought because this man was black, who was handpicked by Mitch, by the way, like handpicked, like also mentored by Mitch McConnell. All right. So if you go that, to yes, party, that is crucial. People don't realize that. He was they mentored think they see by it. Mitch, right? Yes. Further, and, he, and he ain't got no lineup. So why, why, how, why is you here to quote, um, the late uh, Jasmine, uh, Jocelyn Hernandez came from her first, then done by Full Millie. But your girl, Kim, she got the yakky straight. She's giving you like fresh flat iron, tight dress. If you ever have seen this viral campaign ad, if you go down line for line where she's at via the Snopes article, which I refer people to first whenever they tell me that she doesn't sound too bad. She sounds right. And these are fellow older black folks that typically have voted Republican. And they think Bill Clinton was black because he still played the sax. Like, you know, that black grandparent. Yeah, we all got those. Right. They are kind of like rocking with her. But this girl's been like retweeted by all the Trumps. She is heavily supported by Trump. Like these like your Herman Cain's God rest his soul. But. I would be mad as hell if I beat pancreatic cancer and then I died because of COVID because I wanted to go to a rally and act like it wasn't COVID with my mouth all open with no mask on. Beside the point, um, Kim is literally like not it. And we always think that all skin, all, all kin folk, all skin folk are kin folk, right? That's not always true either. So while we are over here talking about the white man is doing this and the white man is doing that. Okay, yeah, but there's also this happening. And, and this is also a problem to where we're not calling each other accountable for like how they're trying to make our our existence look and feel and use it against us as fellow folks that are skin folks. So I think that like, that's what you'll see here if you look at Kim's campaign. Um, and you know, that's the scary thing about all of this is that you know, we are in a situation where we have to control and be mindful of the fact that we don't read and digest information on our own um, outside of what we just see on TV or what we might have heard somebody say in a barbershop or a hair salon. Like yeah. there's ways to do deep dive conversations. And I do encourage people to like get together with friends and like make these topics of conversation. Like I did a post on Facebook a few weeks ago where I was like, yo, make a pandemic pod. Y'all need to make some pandemic pods and get to figuring out ways to like create like a small business out of it, make an LLC, like every, like get a set of parents, like go in on this pod, select a teacher to do what you need to do. Like y'all create your own pandemic pod because what's going to happen with this digital learning is not working for kids. It's causing a lot of problems with retention. So if you are like a senior trying to get ready to go to graduate, if you are a freshman, if you are a kindergartner, if you're like in middle school, junior high, like everybody's really affected by this. And the reason why I pointed out those two 
first grades is because those are like essential grades for you to figure out how you're going to be able to like exist in a collegiate environment when you're doing like working as a junior or a senior and trying to figure out college. So, or trade school or, or whatever those next steps are. Like those are pivotal, pivotal items. So yeah. we have to control and to hold ourselves accountable for digesting information and not going to YouTube University or Facebook Institute and going to pages where it says .biz at the end or .nr or .rn and thinking that that makes sense. Like we have to look at all of this stuff because we're arguing with bots. We're, we're losing a lot of the things that help us understand what's real news and what's fake news. And it's causing a lot of comprehension and conversation points for it not, not to hit home within our community, especially. Because we do have a lot of things that's valid conspiracies that have happened to us. And I think that's a part of it. A part of the thing that they... Uh, bank on is our fatigue, right? Is the fact that we aren't having these real last conversations. You know, if you grew up with grandparents in your life and you would just sit at the table and they would talk about politics over the entire dinner meal, they would talk about what was happening locally, how things need to be fixed and who's working on what they talked about the government. They had these conversations and we don't have them outside of pointing out the injustice and the conspiracies, right? And so a lot of times you have these conversations and it just turns into a debate on what you think you heard and what you think you know and who is this and blah, blah, blah. But we not, we're not talking about policy. Neither one of the uh, political national conventions, the Democratic or Republican, itemized the platform at all. Right. So even right. if Trump wasn't a white supremacist, and an idiot and Biden was an old and low key senile. If you remove those things, who would you want to vote for based on their platform? And we don't even know what the platforms are. Right. Right. And I, and I think that we have to hold ourselves accountable to that. Like just thinking that you can learn everything in a YouTube video is really scary when you think about it from like a, wait a minute, what? Like if you see something, you should want to understand more about it, but not in a way where, because of fear and paranoia, the first thing you do is succumb to the thing that gives you the, the most unreasonable yet reasonable answer because you feel like that's immediately how things are. Like when COVID first hit, it was cute for us to think that this was an illness that was only affecting Europeans. Clearly it was not, right? when we thought it was only a thing affecting people in China, I was one of the few people in my friends to even follow that news. Um, so, you know, like when we start falling into 5G conspiracy theories and falling into those traps. And meanwhile, there are people, there's only, and I heard this on a podcast today, there's only nine degrees of separation from someone who you know that's lost someone from COVID in the U.S. Absolutely. Only nine. There's only nine degrees, y'all. So unfortunately, I know more than eight people that have passed away from COVID. I have friends in my circle that have had COVID. So like, I know people intimately that have been affected by it. There are, there are people that to a degree I know that have not had any of any effect of this around them. 
Um, and I, I think like when people are so just already dissuaded and easily like feeling that every conspiracy is true, you fall into like really weird traps. And it's something yeah. like we have to, it's, 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 it's wild, right? Like we, we can control what we understand, but we also have to be mindful that we're also looking at a lot of things where conspiracies and ways to eliminate us have actually been valid. The war on drugs is a valid thing. Um, the purposeful like driving of drugs into our communities to destroy black and brown families and to create a lot of substance abuse, which is rampant in a lot of urban areas now, was led by the government, right? It's, it's, these are actual facts, right? So when you talk about these things and you sit it next to coronavirus, and 5G and, you know, man-made virus, we still, that's not it. But because this is it, it's easy to make that that veer because mm -hmm. these are things that we've been told, like we're told that marijuana is a drug. No, it's not. It was a part of pharmacopoeia and a part of herbalism before the prohibition of the plant. From and, it, and and it was and it was attached to black and brown people to exactly. make it devious. Exactly right. Then we have a lot. So so it's for someone that is very aware that our existence has been minimized and we've been told that we're dumb due to Darwinism and our brain size and a host of other bullshit in terms of um, race and eugenics. We have to also keep in mind that there is a real separation of understanding that we don't have the answers to everything. This is not a man-made virus. Yes, it is possible that because we are not as clean or as aware of our surroundings and we don't take a lot of that into account for the communities that we live in to how see this can be a mass spread item that's due from air and transmission of food and transmission of things that are not that are foreign to our bodies that's possible that it, it would be really really intriguing for us to all have a conversation one day and sit down and be like here are the conspiracy theories that are valid i'm down to have that conversation but i'm only down to have that conversation because i want to walk people through the journey of how this item being what it is mm -hmm. is not true yeah, that, that's that's my concern. And I think people realize that the things that we first initially believed about the coronavirus were not true. However, the next phase of the paranoia around the virus is based in an understanding, something that I can understand, which is the vaccine, because you think about this country's history with black and brown people as guinea pigs when it comes to the Tuskegee experiments and also right. the birth control testing done on Puerto Rican women. So right. there is the history of that. And you should absolutely be cautious of those things. But that doesn't mean that everything that comes across your path is a conspiracy theory. Right. And you just have to, you have to have the conversations. You have to talk to people who have insight, people that you trust, do some research. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think that we also just kind of like have lost the desire to research because everything is so 
click, click, click to us. Right. Yeah. So, Cause that's interesting. Cause you could normally, when I say, I don't believe that I, that means I need more information, not, I don't believe that. And I'm gonna walk away. Just not believing the thing that you said. Exactly. Right. Um, so I, I think that there's a lot for what we have retained, um, based upon like schooling or experiences where you've had to actually like do like scholarly research and things like that. And as a journalist, I know you understand that as mm -hmm. a marketer, I understand that because me understanding the psychology of behavior towards something and the way it looks and feels and driving a consumer to want it is, is all part of that strategy of researching and understanding your audience and what they like, mm -hmm. what they value, all of that. I say that to say the more that disinformation spreads, it's due because we have different levels of access and learning and educational models and ways that we receive information that are coming at us in a way where we don't even think about the time we have to do that type of work to understand where something comes from, right? Um, it's, it's the same thing where if I grew up and I grew up not with not with not a lot of money, and I'm very aware of like how the drug war affected my family. Mm -hmm. I just say that to say like my grandmother was very aware that she wanted me to have a better life somehow, and she pushed me in the direction that she pushed me. Her not being able to read, by the way, is key. Being aware of that, right? So you know, like I, I think that in most cases. And she learned how to read as I got older. But I think in most cases, like, you really have to think about how all these things that are actual conspiracies have affected us in such a way where our schools are stratified. Um, our entire, like, access to wealth is completely, like, based upon the fact that we've been put in the position of not being able to ascertain wealth through the access, Right. Um, I think or even, or even know how to, or even know how, I'm not saying for everybody, but even know how to watch the market, how to invest, how to have right. the conversation about all of the things that people are getting quick, getting rich quick with, because there's a distrust when it comes to banking in the African-American community. Still, there's a mistrust when it comes to having a financial advisor or paying taxes and all of that stuff. And yeah. so you're out, you're out of the, if we are in a capitalistic society and you're not in the money game, you're not going to make money. Right. And I don't think that capitalism is, capitalism is not solving any of our problems, by the no, way, of course right? not. but we're still in it. Right. So, you know, I think that one of the things that I try to think about, which you people can, oh my gosh, unpopular hot take. I can't wait. I'm so excited about this. Okay. Unpopular hot take. If you know the tools of the master, which is the white man, and you keep falling for the same tricks, whose fault is that? Is that, I'm just, I'm just asking a question, right? Because the more that I blame somebody else, which can still be, which is still true, and I not realize like, oh wait, this is a consistent fucking thing. I need to do this to make sure that this thing affects me less. Why would I not? Why can't we do both? Like, mm -hmm. what, what's the what's the block of doing both? Because there's no there, you know, like entrepreneurs and startup folks and all these millionaires, like they operate by no rules. You know, like Gary Vee can be on stage cursing and swearing. I do it. I'm intimidating. It's a problem. He does it. 
he's so cool. I want to follow him. No shame yeah. for Gary, nothing personal, but that's facts, right? So like, if you are saying that it's good for this because this is a white man and it's bad for me and I'm an empowering, strong black woman, what does that come from? Does that, come from, that What does that come from, right? On top of like you not trusting the white man, but when a black person says it, it has less value. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I think a part of that is just the white supremacy and the narrative that, you know, black people should not be seen and not be heard, essentially. And especially because it's a patriarchy, they definitely don't want to listen to a woman and they definitely don't want to listen to a black woman. And you know what's so interesting when I think about black women, this is a tangent, but when I think about black women and how, you know, everybody uses the quote that Malcolm X said that the black woman is the most disrespected woman in the world, et cetera, et cetera. And the hatred that there is out there for uh, the black woman's body, right? That's a whole nother side conversation. But the fact of the matter is black women literally fed this country. Black women literally were the women who breastfed the white presidents, the white politicians, the KKK leaders, the sheriffs, the police. A black woman is who fed them. Teat to mouth. And that is a part of the reason why I believe they hate the black woman. But I also think that's part of the reason why we're in the situation that we're in now, which is we are looking at black women doing the work and we're intimidated by it. So we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. Because every other day I have to unfollow somebody who tells me that Patrice, Alicia, and Opal are the devil. And it mostly comes from black men, by the way. And those are the women who created Black Lives Matter. Matter. Um, and when white folks talk about Black Lives Matter, they talk about how they're bedwinches and how they're Jezebels and how they're just lesbos and all types of crazy shit. And trying to trying to uh, break break apart the, the the family, the American family. Exactly. So all the time. Meanwhile, like black women are out here. Like Tamika Mallory moved to Kentucky from New York for with Until Freedom. Um, there are black brothers doing work. I'm not saying that that isn't happening, but you know. For a beautiful black woman like Brianna to have all of this media and all of this meaning and all of this um, posters and shirts and billboards and you know we, we turned her into a product. We turned her we turned her memories into intellectual property. And here we are aware that we have funded her family's re justified returns and still there is no justice for this black woman. Now, in case you missed it, yes, 
the $12 million win for that family is funded by taxpayers. It's not coming from the police. So when we talk about how the irony of that is, the, the irony of what that means in terms of this black woman, the way that we have completely created this, we, we've created a life for this woman that may or may not have been her own. And it's not her, the only people to tell her story are the people that knew her. We've created new stories about this woman in our head in order to get behind this movement. That's and so and this is the thing also about Brianna Taylor is that when it comes to these narratives that are being promoted, white people are following the black story. It's black people who are producing Brianna Khan. It's black people who are selling shirts with I can't breathe and the brother's face on it. So we can look at massive corporations like Amazon or Kellogg or whoever and saying, oh, they're doing performative justice by putting a Black Lives Matter meme up on their social media, but they're still not hiring black people. That was always going to be the case. Oh, but, yeah. But we 100%. have to look at but we have to look at ourselves within our community and look at the people who are also profiting off of the death and desperation of black and brown people. So it's easy to talk shit about the women who created Black Lives Matter, but they didn't. And then you turn around and like your favorite reality TV star who let me, just give, let me just give her the screen. I gotta go. <laughs> but then you you get mad at the three uh, queer black women who created Black Lives Matter, and you say that they're destroying black families and trying to emasculate black men. And then you turn around and you have reality TV stars and podcast hosts who are a part of co-producing Brianna Khan, which was a three-day festival that took place in Louisville a, couple, a month or two ago. And they had a, a barbecue and a gospel brunch with a choir. And they sold merchandise and they sold tickets to the events. So we are sometimes just as as fault as we, cons we consider the oppressor to be because we are too capitalizing on black pain. So it needs to be called out as well. Just re realize who the, who the real bad guys are. And it's not just black women. I will say though, even in that, intentions are good. Even in all of that, intentions are good somewhere. So that's where the, the line gets a little tricky, right? It's not like, because at the end of the day, when we talk about the latter part of this, there's still work that needed to be supported, led by people that were part of Brianna Khan, that needed to be supported to have people that were able to live down in Louisville for the time that they committed themselves to be there, to continue to put their foot on the gas and be active in protesting. So there's there's a way where that is very, very interesting and needed in order to keep that type of support mobilized and fed and able to live during the time of what they're doing. But I think that like at the same time, she still has injustice. No Absolutely. What. And that was gonna happen regardless because of the fact that we don't change the laws. 
and we are and we don't support people who are running for office until it's too late. So another thing to consider when, especially when it comes to Louisville, and I'm not going to get too deep into this. Um, you can watch the Wilmore show next week. Well, this would probably be a topic of conversation, but it's police unions. And I think that's something that people really don't understand is the most, the most powerful part to this whole entire thing. When we talk about justice, when we talk about police reform, when we talk about arresting cops or uh, firing them who have committed crimes and killed innocent people, it's police unions. And a lot of times elected officials, i.e. mayors, cannot discipline the police staff because of the union in the contract. And so when it comes to Louisville, the mayor of Louisville said on record, I cannot fire the police officers who killed Breonna Taylor because it's in their police contract right. that they cannot be fired by me. It has to be a committee. It has to be whatever it is, whatever the lingo is. It yeah. takes X amount of days, X amount of investigation. I can't just fire them. And so the mayor's hands are tied. And yeah. so when you know, and it's very easy, anybody that's watching, if you want more information, you can Google yeah, yeah, the yeah. police union contract in your city jurisdiction. Yeah. And that will tell you all the information you need to know. So that says to me, once you know, especially even if you're doing Brianna Khan, right? Once you know that the mayor cannot fire the police because of the police union, Therefore, you telling people to go out into the street and, and protest and riot and march, knowing that that is not going to change the law. To me, in 2020, when they shooting real bullets at protesters yeah. and, and they want to get um, weapons of mass destruction so they, they can heat us up with a heat ray. I talked about it last week. They got a heat ray they was trying to aim at protesters. So, you know, they doing all of this. They got tear gas that they don't even use in war zones on civilians and you thinking that being in the street in mass is what's going to change the law that's not going to change the law i hate to tell it i hate to tell you so then wait so that brings us to our next point which is our next point what's working and what's not working so i'm so glad that we bled into this point with that very 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 spicy uh opinion i'm proud of you I have spicier ones. I'll wait to the end. Um, I'll let you kick it off since you already kind of like bled into this. So, so are you saying protesting doesn't work, Chloe? I am saying that in 2020, if you are protesting in a city that has a police union that stipulates that the police cannot be fired, or if they have qualified impunity you may rethink going out into these streets unless you just got something to get off your chest that's just my opinion so then what do people do with that given those two two options given those two options that is why it is imperative to donate to the campaigns of people who want to change the law. That's why it's important for you to know the law in your jurisdiction. And that is also why it is important for you to be 
a voice of reason when they have conversations about what needs to be done. Because people think they know what needs to be done and then it's what really needs to be done. So if you have the information, like we are telling you right now, spread the information because the last thing I want to do is tell black and brown people to go out there on a Black Lives Matter protest when you know that they just going to get lumped up, bumped up, arrested, and now they got to deal with bail. So why can't both occur? Why can't I do that and then also bring my friends in the protest to the city board meetings and the city council meetings and flood those areas up all the time on top Absolutely. of protesting, on top of everything you just said? Why can't I do all of that? You can do all of that if you so choose to. But I also know that in this day and age, when we talk about how we are punks compared to the folks who were putting their lives on the line when it comes to the civil rights movement, is that we're not going out there with the intent of putting our life on the line. Not everybody. Some people are, but that's a minority. Because I, I, I have to I have to debate you here because there are some protests that have made a difference in certain cities that as a New Yorker, you're not aware of. I can speak distinctively about protests in LA and protests in Detroit in particular that have done some, some needle moving. Yes, well, and when you talk I'm about the protests, when you talk about the protests in LA, that's when Gavin Newsom said that as a governor, he was going to revisit the police budget and reallocate funds from the police to other social programs. And that was not enough for a lot of people because they wanted him to completely defund the police, which is not going to happen in 2020, just to be honest. So, yes, I understand that in mass. I'm talking about those early protests when everybody was in the streets. Cool. But when you're talking about the protests that are still going on, especially when you're thinking about like Portland and Seattle, when they had those secret police that was just snatching people up. To me, that's not smart. Even when they were coming up with Louisville and they started already two, not even like four days before squaring off the blocks and putting up protests, um, protection for the storefronts in Louisville because they knew niggas was going to turn up. Like I would not have gone out to the street in Louisville knowing that they were bringing in tanks and extra armed forces for people who were upset that Breonna Taylor was not going to have justice. I totally understand that why you would not do that. I do, however, think that why not both? I feel like if that's what you choose to do. I mean, that's not what it takes because the other thing ain't working and what you're talking about ain't working either. So do you think protests and in totality are working right now? I think it needs to be everything all the time, every single day. I'm not on the side of one versus the other. I'm on the side of everything. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying one. I'm not saying one versus the other. But I do believe that in certain in certain areas, it's more impactful to protest than in others. That's what I believe. And I also believe leading up to this election right now, leading up to this election right now, be very mindful how you protest because the optics are going to be used to the benefit of he who shall not be named. I know. Certain protests have made a difference in certain cities and states. Definitely in Colorado. So, yes. so you I, you can't say that people shouldn't be out. You, unfortunately, you can't say that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue with you there. I do think that we're not turned up enough, and I do think that we're too comfortable. 
And I do think that we don't keep it going. And I do think that we wait for these peaks and valleys to fuck with our heads before we decide to go out into the street or go to a city council meeting and not being that bad boy, even when it's a blizzard or the day after the blizzard, because you want to talk about how your block didn't get any snow removed and you ain't been in there enough to be letting them know that you'll turn up. So then they don't think about, well, I don't want to make them mad. That's what I'm talking about. We should be mm-hmm. up there all the time. So like if we are talking about how do we make this a thing, don't make it a thing when Trump gets reelected. Sorry, y'all. Also, I want to unpopular. I don't want you to get in trouble. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Hold on. Wait yeah. one second. Sorry. Yeah. Put yourself out of this one. Y'all, a lot of y'all ain't ain't voting. I know. I know. I know. I know who you are. A lot of y'all ain't voting. A lot of your cousins ain't voting. A lot of your friends ain't voting. Y'all know people that ain't voting. You ain't got to sit here and lie to me. This is an open environment. Everyone here is allowed to exist. Because of that, I just want y'all to know that when this MF wins, he hook by crook, if, if, if this is what's going to happen, I need you to not say anything about anything regarding anything for four years. That's the deal we got to make. I need you to just like decide that you have no opinions. You can't talk about your taxes. You can't talk about how... You, you, your mail's missing. You can't talk about how, oh my God, COVID's everywhere and I'm scared. You can't talk about the depression. You can't talk about, oh, milk is $80. You can't bring any of that up. If it gets to soylent green levels, you can't even bring that up. You actually got to let us eat you because we, we going to be hungry. It's going to be famine and climate's going to be crazy. The sun's going to be blacked out. We got to do what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I look a little skinny, but I'm hungry. So once we start eating you, you still can't say nothing. So, like, if you're not going to vote, we already know it. I know it. So you got to just agree to be quiet. And then when we get to Soylent Green time, volunteer yourself for the cause. That's my statement. You prepared to eat people? Look, I already told you what it is. If they ain't going to vote and then we get this guy again, the agreement is you can't say anything. You can't bring up nothing. You can't even, you, you got to just get rid of your Facebook. You can't complain about nothing that's happened due to you deciding to not vote. And it's cool. Like you can, you can hang out. Like we can go out. You just can't say anything. Yeah, because I, I, my, we said this uh, to each other. I was like, if you're not gonna vote, why are you still in America? Like, you might as well just pack up and go somewhere else. Like, what, yeah. what's the point? Why would you be and somewhere where you, you know, not- like, if it becomes like a Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome environment, we gotta like Chloe and I are gonna be queens of our kingdoms. So you gotta like entertain us, but you can't talk. So like. You gotta like, like you. You gotta be a really good mind while we're in our outfits and we're doing like battles and cages. You gotta like just shut up. So that's yeah. how I feel. 
Loretta raises a good point. People are saying like, oh, what's the point of voting? Because, you know, New York is going to be blue. Or if you think you live in a blue state, you're like, or if you think you live in a red state, we're at the point now where if you look at any of the polls, whether you believe them or not, they have such a close margin between the two that literally any state could flip. And so if you margins are not our friends, guys, because we've seen what happens with close margins in the past. I'd like to remind you of Gorebush. That was a close margin. Yes. And it came down to Florida. Sure did. In the courts. Yeah. So you got to understand, like, we don't do good with close margins out here. And I always think about. And also the two party system is a joke. Yes. All of that is true. Y'all. We're a family. We know. We we understand. What what I always think about, not always, but I have been thinking about it recently. Like, what would life be like if Gore won? What would the there's a there's a parallel universe out there right now where Gore won? Look, I'm gonna tell you, I always like to live in reality, so I'm not. <laughs> I can't do that with you. You know. My reality is trying to make sure that um, we are doing what we need to do with our next point, which is really important. Yes. Um, what's the plan? Have a plan. Not even what's Have the plan. plan. Have a plan. Make a plan. Make a voting plan. Make an make an emergency civil war plan. Right. Uh, right. Every make, I think everybody should own a gun. That's right. This is where we talk about guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a gun, a machete, and a bat. No, or not about a pole. You need like a pole. You, if you get like a walking pole, that can also be a weapon. It's much easier to navigate a pole because the weight is equally distributed than a bat. A bat, you have to swing with two ha hands to get the full force. If you have like a narrow pole, like think about like a broomstick handle, but like metal, something like that, that you can extend or contract and put on your book bag. That's the kind of Thing that you need with you. I agree. But yes, everybody should be um, willing to be armed with something. Um, I think that, you know, I do not have, I'm going to tell you spiritually y'all and um, energetically, a lot of uh, people that are in that realm have a very, very concerning outlook for the next four years. I'm part of that realm in a way. Um, so look, I got Chloe to go to a gun range a couple of uh, months ago. I'm very proud of her. Um, I will hopefully be going with her to the gun range this Saturday, depending upon if I get my hair appointment changed. And you know, black women in hair, priority. Um, I just want to point out that she just told everybody to go get guns and she is trying to get her hair done instead of coming to the range on Saturday. First, but of, continue. All, I mean, first of all, I had a gun before you did. I was shooting before you were. So <laughs> that's right. Um, I, I think that we just, we need to be prepared. Like you should have a go bag. You should have go snacks. You should have emergency preparedness kit. Um, you should have another language under your belt. If you can, if you are not, if you have an ability to get a different passport, get a different passport, not just go renew it. If you are like Jamaican or like you saying Lucian or like you've been like, go get 
a passport. I was so concerned. I even told a fuck buddy to get a passport. And I meant it for him. You don't give your fuck buddies life advice. The fact that I did that shows you that I'm concerned for everybody. Sorry. Um, I also just want to clarify that no, I do not I do not own a gun. Okay. Thank you for the record. I don't own a gun. Thanks. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Our five points just to want to reiterate them. We're talking about where we are as a country, where we are as a people. Number one, know when to take a time out. If you need to debrief, take a mental health day, do that. Watch Girlfriends. I've been watching uh, Girlfriends since season one. It's on Netflix now. I'm just watching that till I'm done. Because I loved it when I was a kid. I hate to say kid, but that show did not age well. First of all, it did age well. It absolutely no, did. Girlfriends no, did age well. Girlfriend no, aged way better than Moesha or the Parkers. First of all, I didn't bring them up. You did. What Second, is the problem with girlfriends? It's it wasn't a good show when it was out, and it isn't now. So if you had to compare, if somebody said you have to watch a marathon of one or the other show, would it would you watch? Girlfriends or Insecure? Insecure. See, I will watch Girlfriends. I will watch Girlfriends. Because you like Montel Jordan, and you think this is how we do it as a quality song. Um, it's a ditty that sticks in your head. Don't make me sing it. But I would say the reason why I like Girlfriends is because I thought that that was a realistic, like, period women could reach in their 20s. Like they were all late 20s. I was in college. I was like, oh yeah, I want to be a career woman and have my own place and blah, 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 blah. And so it was like fun to see those women. That's a whole nother tangent. We're not going to get into no tangent about, of course, living single is definitely better than girlfriends, but that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about- We are talking about it because you brought up some other shows too. Let her bring up her shows. Don't don't police our comments. I can't. Um, Allison, yes. uh, Please volunteer at polling stations. All right, let's go through these uh, points one more time before we get into another tangent. Number one, no one to take a time out. You can watch Girlfriends Are Insecure. Number two, memes are not motivation, okay? Yes, it is uh, imperative to get to, to get their name out there, but it's more than just tweeting something or posting a picture. And, that mo- and memes do not change policy and law, okay? Insecure Girlfriends was too centered on the pick me sentiment. And you don't think insecure is either? Okay, we will have another conversation. We'll have another conversation about that. Okay, Uh, number three, what can you control? Be aware of what you can control. Save your energy for the things that you can control. Try not to fixate and focus on the things that you know are out of your reach at this moment. You have to live life day to day. And it's not enough to keep asking why or how come. We know why. The answer is always going to be racism and white supremacy. Everything, every problem under the sun is going to be racism and white supremacy. And then throw in a little bit of misogyny. And that's your answer. Uh, Number four, what's working and what's not working? We had a difference of opinion when it comes to protesting and some people feel like we should do all things. And I don't want to deter anybody from doing anything that they feel is going to contribute to the cause. So make sure you do what's working for you. I already say and it. Be safe. And be safe. And be safe. And know how to protect yourself and know, have a lawyer, have, have, be mindful of a bail fund, like all of that. 
Yes, all of that. I tell people I don't protest protest because I'm too tall to protest. I'm six what? one. I'm six one. I'm head and shoulders above most people. That means right here is a target, and I'm good on it. You know what? As a tall person, I have thought about this. I, this I have, as a fellow tall person, I'm also concerned about being too too obvious. I can't yeah. duck behind nothing. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I need this brain. I just paid off my college loans, my student loans. I need this brain right here. I need this to work as long as it possibly can. So I'm not getting lumped up with no rubber bullets. I will do other things to show my, my, my patriotism and my activism, but out there in the streets is not for me. All right. (laughs) And lastly, have a plan, have a plan, have a self protective plan have a plan if you're going to go protest we've had shows about this already write a number down for a lawyer make sure you have friends who know where you are make sure your phone is not uh it's on airplane mode so they can't track you down all the things you need to do when it comes to protest and have a plan when it comes to escaping whatever situation you're in have a plan when it comes to evacuating your home or moving to another state or linking up with family at a meeting point have a plan. Have your doctor. Sure you take it seriously. Communicate about it. Find other ways to communicate. Make sure you have walkie-talkies. Make sure you have other items to do what you need to do. And start exploring nature. Start understanding, like learn herbalism. Like understand, like gardening. Understand what it is to like hike a trail. Like you have to be active because no matter if we get the zombie apocalypse or we get a civil war, or we just got to like move fast. You got to be able to move. So it's important to think about your health, think about ways to optimize your health naturally. Um, And I I just want people to be aware that you only have one temple, you only have one body and having as much of it to your disposal and use if things become um, very, very elevated is going to be all part of like what you take in internally and what you do externally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mary, for being with us this evening. Thank you. You are are the bard of our time, and I'm so proud of you. And thank you for allowing me to be a repeat guest. Absolutely. You're the best. I feel like I'm on the Arsenio Hall show. I can't stand you. Uh, Good night, Mary. I'll talk to you in like an hour. (laughs) Bye. What? Everybody is going to be real sloppy tonight, but if you stay up at midnight, we're going to unfortunately have to watch Tori's short ass lanes, five foot ass, talk about his version of the story after he spoke with um, the apostle T.I., Tip Harris. I'm sure it'll be interesting. Yeah, um, I can't wait. Black Black Twitter is going to be on one at midnight. Hi. Eastern Santa. Cannot wait. Okay. All right. So let's wrap this up so I can go watch his lies. All right. I'll hit you in a bit. Um, thanks to Mary Pryor. Please follow Miss Mary Pryor on Twitter. Also check her out on Facebook and check out her Mary in the Morning, which streams live weekday mornings on her Facebook and YouTube channel. So give a shout out to Mary. Now, as promised, I did not want to end this show on. Uh, down note, I know we were uplifting and we were um, trying to inform people, but Tim has a surprise for me. Tim, where you at? Where you at, Tim? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, none other than 
Timothy Moore live and in the flesh with a better camera setup than me. I'm jealous. <laughs> How are you, Tim? I'm good. How are you? Don't try to hit him with the sexy voice. Don't try to do this. 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 <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what, what are you doing? What kind of voice is this? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> You hear him, right? What are you doing? You hear him, right? Turn, turn your voice down. <laughs> turn that off. Tim starting on yeah, his it, it, It's the machine down here. It ain't no damn machine. No, 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 no. Hey, what's up? My name is Timothy Moore. You see what's I can't. No, stop. <laughs> oh, somebody says, why are you giving the, the trap version of Kurt Franklin a platform? <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So Tim has a surprise for me. Mira, are you sticking around for this or you you bouncing? Um, I'll stick around. I like surprise. Okay. All right. So Tim has a surprise because he knows that we were in like a very somber, serious mood tonight. So he wants to help uh give us the last laughs of the show. So Tim, roll that beautiful game for this. Because everything was really, you know, just on a I wanted to show some examples of black excellence, right? So I have two examples and I think you guys will appreciate it. So do you want the, uh, the, um, the uplifting one first, or do you want the ratchet one first? Let's do uplifting. Let's do uplifting. Uplifting. Damn. I wanted the ratchet. First. Okay. Do the ratchet. Do the ratchet first. You know what you want. Why are you asking us? You know, you don't listen to black women. All right. Let me roll that footage. We'll be right back. Jesus, not me, cause I throw hands. Try Jesus, please don't try me. I ain't gonna lie, man. It just got real down here. Cause I fight. Touch me on my You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Listen, this is the thing. When we were talking about being prepared and having a plan, you can't go out here mincing words with people if you can't scrap, okay? Don't get in nobody's face if you don't have a one-two combo in your back pocket. Don't play yourself. I've seen I've seen some I've seen some takedowns because I like to watch hood fights. It was more like bum fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't you, like I like watching like Nazis get punched. That's my thing. Brooke said, "I thought they were going to lay the flag out on him." I thought so too. That that <laughs> that would have been, been. Yeah. That's like when you pass out in church after you guys filled with the Holy Ghost and you just got a little church dance and you just lay out and an old senior would come and just lay the lay the blanket over you to keep your modesty. That's what they should have did. With that. The devil is a motherfucking liar. <laughs> I can't. All right, Tim, what is the next clip to help cheer okay, us so up? We have a, a really nice, uplifting dance piece. It's wonderful. I already know what it is. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm waiting. You do not know what it is. I know what it is. It's just I'm like ready. some random shit I picked up. <laughs> Y'all ready? Yes. All right. What, 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 what,
That was good. I thought it was going to be get your booty to the pole. No. Oh yeah, that yeah, that we'll that I like I, I support strippers. Now I just want to say something, okay? I went to a school where you wore uniforms, and we was never doing choreographed dances like that in the halls. We were. All of them was jumping, but that one dude on the end, he just didn't know where he wanted to be. You know, the thing is, there's a lot of pressure. I'm glad I grew up when I did. You know why? Because you would have dance groups and y'all would only practice for the talent show. But now these dance groups out here slash friend groups got to do a new choreographed bit every week for social media. That's too much pressure. Cardiovascular activities. I would be the one that's videotaping and editing that motherfucker because I'm not getting them steps. I know my strength and it is not in choreography. Look, I, I, I why not do both, sis? Why limit that? <laughs> Chloe's superpower is getting dude with the Bob drinks at the bar for her and her friends. That is a superpower. It's a superpower that sorely will be erased by the sands of time thanks to COVID. <laughs> but that is a real skill to get your to get the guy to buy all your friends' drinks in the club. Or you, I, it's go, or you can go to the new Dubai, aka Tulum, for blacks. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Tulum. Uh, Tim, where are you going? Where's your escape city? Where are you heading out when, when shit get crazy? Uh, shit. Uh, Akon City. Akon's <laughs> African city that hasn't been built yet? <laughs> yeah. I'll be sitting in the sand, making sand castles and shit, waiting. No. Nah, waiting for that city to be built. That's what you're going to be waiting for. I don't know where the fuck <laughs> I'm going. You can go back to Baltimore. I don't think like super black communities are gonna be that fucked up. Fuck Baltimore. I'm I'm not going back there. It's like I talked. No, to no, people. no. Let me let me look at Mary's face. I mean by like the Civil War. I don't think the Civil War is going to be hitting the black hood like that immediately. When you no. talk about global warming and everything like that, I gotta leave this conversation. Y'all. <laughs> Listen, you hear what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. Put it like this. Case in point, on 9-11, in the hood, people was like, oh, some shit happened in the city. I'm going to McDonald's. You get what I'm saying? Like, the impact isn't going to be felt not, that mm, immediately. Not, not Probably not in, like, you know, New York too much. I, I would say in Baltimore, if the race war jumped off, niggas would be ready. And they'd be kind of waiting for it and kind of oh, excited about it. Yeah, so why would you you want to stay in where you right now? I've outgrown that life. No, I'm saying you mean to tell me if what? if if it I'm pop off in Baltimore, you go back to Detroit because I think Detroit is ready. I spent the weekend in Detroit. I wanted to kill myself. You gonna get Mary fired <laughs> up? Kick me off of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was for it was for another reason. It wasn't because of the city, but yeah. Well, before Mary uh, unplugged all of our internet because you disrespected Detroit, um, Tim, you can say say your words to the people so they can get their full Tim in right now. No, wait a minute. Explain. What? Pr- promote yourself. What you got going on? People don't ever see you. So oh, I don't have nothing going on yet. I can't. Aren't you working on something, Tim? Stop acting like this. Stop okay, acting like we I ain't could talk. give a clue. I could give a clue. Okay. Okay, 
That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. Um, uh, Tim is working on something, and that's your clue. So you got to figure out what it is. All right, Tim. Thank you so much for everything that you do when it comes to this show. We appreciate you. Mary uh, jumped off because she wants to get ready for Tory Lanez live at midnight, and she didn't like a disrespect in Detroit. But if you enjoy, I, I, I disrespected Baltimore first. Yeah, but you from Baltimore, and everybody disrespects Baltimore. No shade. Um, Tim, do you want to close the show out? Do you want to do my my speech that I normally do at the end of the show? Oh, um, let's see. Y'all need to get on this, <laughs> right? Because I stopped taking. Uh, Chloe used to pay me, and the deal was that Chloe would do um, ads. I mean, uh, on Facebook, but then Facebook asked for her driver's license. So Chloe was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that shit. But Chloe ain't start paying me again. But so this uh, donate the Venmo shit. We need to do that because Tim needs a uh, I need another one of these things because I just need more shit. You don't need no more. You don't. Tim needs. Uh, yes, Tim needs to be compensated, but he don't need no more gadgets. <laughs> don't say that. That's not the thing that you need. Well, do you okay? have, have to pay my mortgage, and that would be helpful. That would be helpful. Yeah, say what you really need. It yeah. is not gadgets. All right. Okay. Uh, so thank we you. want y'all to keep liking. Oh, actually, isn't I have an issue about the likes? Like what it's, about- it's like it's like forty some people in here. It's like fifteen likes, like eight likes on on youtube what the fuck do i have to say i paste it into the damn channel every week talking about like subscribe comment all that that fucking shit it's annoying that i can only see three likes show up four likes five likes when there's like 30 people on youtube right come on um we need that shit because youtube looks at all of these things people coming in every week yeah that's good nobody's liking shit like oh this shit must not be any good so they don't promote it because we're not getting the likes. You know, people are staying for the whole thing. They look at that shit. They say, oh, they when people stay for an hour. That's great. But ain't nobody liking shit. Fuck is wrong with y'all? And that's why we let him out sparingly because you're going to get cussed out <laughs> from a place of love, though. No, I mean, it, you know, I'm, I'm being overly dramatic about it. But I mean, this shit is what? important. Listen, that that's the that's that high, strong black male energy that we need every once in a while. Cause y'all be shows yeah, like Chloe that being energy. nice. Chloe don't be like what Chloe say when we get off here. It's terrible. Yeah, you are lying. Goodbye, Tim. You are <laughs> lying. He is lying. He is lying. Okay. I love and adore each and every one of you. Thank you for kicking it with us this Thursday. I appreciate your patience and understanding for the special presentation because shit is real and we need to have a plan. Thanks again to Mary Pryor, our amazing guest this evening. Of course, you remember you can listen to the episode as a podcast and follow Tim on his Instagram account. Because he is going to be launching a project soon. I'm going to keep saying this so he actually does it because he tends not to do things even though he says he's going to do them. So go harass NetDoc66 on Instagram and ask him when his show is going to drop. And also come back next Thursday um, by hella high water. We will make it a fun show because we need laughter. And I know that you guys look forward to the outlet as do I. So I just wanted to have a real conversation tonight because we were dealing with some really big things. So 
I will see all of you next week. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to like, share, subscribe, and support the show. If you have the financial means to donate, you can donate to our Venmo. You can donate to the Patreon. You can donate via Cash App as well as PayPal. So, because Tim needs more shit. You don't need, Tim don't need no more shit. He needs money, but he don't need more shit. Okay. All right. Actually, I need Tim's camera and light setup. So if you want to donate for that, so I can stop looking like, like I'm in somebody's basement compared to Tim's all shiny and spark. Look at this nigga over here. Look at this motherfucker all shiny <laughs> with his actual real skin tone not being washed out by bullshit fucking Amazon lights that I got over here. Well, you got to get the new shit, you know, the, the remotes and stuff. Oh, so the you, can you can dial it in. <sighs> Say goodbye, Tim. Bye. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Take care of yourself. Tim, you better be ready when I take myself off the screen. You better have the right thing queued up or else you're going to get no money. <laughs>